Greetings and salutations. I hope that your day is both tranquil and fulfilling. I am Athanasius, and welcome back to the podcast of the Boldly Immortal. This is a special coronavirus episode, um, and it's coming out on a bit of a weird day. I'll admit, I I wasn't quite ex- I wasn't hoping to to make a podcast, but then I realized I had goals for how many I wanted to get out this month, and it was it needed to happen. So consider this my uh, makeup episode for last week when I didn't actually get one out. Um, and the, the reason I didn't get one out, and this is all off the cuff, by the way, where, you know, hopefully hopefully on Thursday we'll get back to writing something and speaking from, a little bit from the written, a little bit from the off the cuff. But this will just be an, uh, probably a little bit of a shorter off the cuff episode. Um, the reason that I didn't want to post last week was partially because that's what everybody was already doing and it's the it's the thing that's on everybody's mind already uh, the chaos that seems to have erupted in our country when a virus showed up with a reasonable mortality rate uh, is absurd the amount of absolute chaos that's happened is is ridiculous um, and I think it shows that we really are are tuned into how weak our systems are and how fragile our communities are in that this frankly small threat to our opulence and comfort has uh, so shaken it to its foundations we really are lost in a maze of our own opulence our own grandeur and uh, the belief that everything's just going to be fine so that when things aren't totally fine, we panic. Um, and and I don't like panic. And I, I think that comes across in my, in my introduction. I think it comes across in my general tenor that panic is not good. Uh, reasonable criticism is, and it is always, I think, good to be a, a critic with a, with a mind, right? A rational critic. But I, I do not like the the chaos that erupted. I don't like the the panic that comes as a result of it, and I don't like the media frenzy. I mean, it's like, what else are people talking about other than, hey, I'm in quarantine. How's your quarantine? Um, I would argue this this is the exact time not to talk about quarantine because we'll have plenty of time to talk about it when we're out of it, right? We're going to get out of this quarantine eventually because there's a very low death rate, and at the very least, some of us are going to survive this this and. Actually, most people are going to survive this. Uh, there are already experimental treatments involved. There are plenty of resources being mobilized to ensure that people will stay safe. And um, at once we get out of this and everything stabilizes, we will more than likely return to life as normal, right? Business as usual, which is the, you know, that's the phrase we use when we want to talk about how things get back to the way they were before something, right? And we're always going to remember this something. This is this is going to be a fantastic story that we pass on. This is going to be something that changes our view of ourselves as a people, as communities, as a nation, as a as a species. We're we're going to remember this because we have nothing else to latch on to. You know, even if this only becomes the first of many, you know, subsequent viruses it'll still be it'll still hold a special place in our heart that that uh, time in 2020 beginning of 2020 when everybody got quarantined and we all freaked out that the world was about to end and then it didn't 
Or maybe it did, right? Maybe the Lord's coming back now. But he's not back yet, and until he returns, I'm going to keep, you know, I'll, we'll plant some trees. Uh, so so why, why speak up now, right? If I'm so against all of the madness that's coming out, if I'm so opposed to all of the media that's just overflowing everywhere, why come out now? Well, because I realized if I wanted to not talk about it, I had to talk about it first, right? If I wanted to actually address things other than the quarantine in the middle of the quarantine, I couldn't just pretend that it didn't exist as much as I might want to. So in the uh, spirit of not talking about it in the future, or at least not focusing on it in the future, I'm dedicating this specific episode to the quarantine and asking the questions that, well, I would usually ask of anything, and I hope are the questions that are the reason you listen to what some schmuck on the internet has to say. And so that question returns to the themes of what I say and why I say it, right? And the rebranding is partially involved here, right? The, the boldly immortal, right? The, that the even if we die from the virus, it's not the end. Um, I intend on hosting some friends over because it's just a virus, right? It's not like... Well, I mean, heck, even if it was war, even if it was a war, why wouldn't we, why would not we not seek to create and build communities in the midst of a, of a war, right? It seems to me that in times of crisis, doing the right things, doing the traditional things becomes more important, not less important. That having community gatherings and, and singing together and breaking bread together, it actually matters in moments of crisis. Think about the confession that that makes. If you say, I don't care about whether or not I catch this virus. I am going to go to church. I'm going to go see my friend, right? What does that actually confess to them? What does that tell them about the relationship that you have, the bond that you have? What does that tell them about what you believe? What does that tell the people around you about your perception of the world? It might make them look at you and think, oh, you're crazy. You, uh, you don't care about us. And that is why you do have to be careful. Right? You don't want to be going out with reckless abandon, coughing on old people, because that's that's irresponsible, and it is cruel, and it is not serving your neighbor's bodily needs. But similarly, we shouldn't just hide. We shouldn't just coop ourselves up. We should, as best we can, seek to maintain the organizations, maintain the, the communities, or in some instances, actually create them because we have an opportunity to break from the monotony of business as usual. We have a moment to step out of our everyday, monotonous, normal lives and actually create something, actually actually instantiate something that is different that and, and remove a lot of that early barrier to entry that habit change requires. We are stuck at home, all of us. And some of us have family nearby, some of us might not, but either way, we're stuck at home. What does that mean? Well, you're probably going to get bored. Because I've, I've been stuck at home before, and as much fun as it is to watch movies and be on the internet for a little while, you get bored of it, and you end up picking up a book, and you realize that, wow, books are so much better. I'm working through one right now myself, and it's fantastic. I tried it in the past, and now that I've picked it up a second time, something, you know, it's, just, it's just that much better, and I can actually get through it. Because I sat down and said, I'm going to read this book because it's good to read this book. Now, 
I have a bit more of a habit of reading already, but all the same, now that I have the time to do it, I have no excuse not to. I have no excuse not to make a new habit to build something better, right? Think about like, yes, you could, you don't go to the gym anymore or you can't go to the gym. So why would you uh, build a new habit of exercising? Well, you could go for a walk, right? You've got to get out of your house at some point. So go for a walk, go, go get some vitamin D because otherwise, you know, your body will not be prepared in case it does catch any kind of sickness. So go feed your body with the nutrients it needs. Go for a walk, go Go for a hike, right? Go smell the clean air after a nice snowfall. That's what we uh, we got here recently. So when you get those moments, when you get those instances of chaos in your everyday life, when you get those times where where life kind of smacks you upside and it, and it takes you out of your normal routine, it is an easier thing to shift into a new routine than it would be otherwise. And it is almost, I would argue, a responsibility of those who want to create new habits to create them when life gives them that opportunity. And so that's what I wanted to recommend. That's why I wanted to talk about it because I've got a lot of crazy ideas, right? I've I've been talking about... Um, dieting a lot, right? And and why the body, you know, why the way we look at the body isn't quite right. I've been talking about exercise a little bit. I've been talking about the ways we we treat stress, right? And the overstressing that we do and the fact that we need to settle down and and do less. Well, tell you what, it's a little hard for me to say the same that exact same thing when everybody's going through it. When everybody's eating um well, focusing on what they eat because they actually have to pay attention. When everybody's sat at home and they're probably a little bit bored, when people are having to reconnect with family and friends in other ways because they need something to do with themselves and they can't go out and distract themselves. You know, when you can't go to Disney World because it's a gathering of people, so you have to find some other way to entertain yourself and to satisfy yourself. Everybody's going through that right now. So what am I supposed to tell you? Keep doing what you're doing, you know? Quarantine is good. Yes. Yes, and that's that's all I wanted to, to, to get today. Remind you that, that this is not a bad thing, necessarily. Now, is it frustrating in some ways because you're not able to do everything you wanted to do? Yes, and I'm not going to say that that frustration is inherently bad. There's a lot of good, uh, innovative desires that come from that urge to do something different. And there's a lot of health that can come from people with those mindsets. And I'm not going to say that my mindset is the only thing that must exist, because if it did, we would be in a really terrible, terrible place, right? If, I, if everybody listened to what I have to say and did things the way I would do them, we would not have any innovation. We would not have any, any massive growth, right? Because, because I am limited, I am myself, and of course I'm going to do what I think is right, but if, so, if nobody's going to do something differently, then we will not achieve everything because my mindset is limited to certain spectrums of, of intelligence and certain spectrums of interests. There are certain things that, must, that can only be achieved by, by you know, dedication to a community atmosphere that has certain expectations. Sure, sure. Um, there are certain things that will be achieved that I will not take advantage of, but will help other people. 
And so I would not have considered that because I would not have thought it valuable, but somebody else might find it valuable. Okay, okay. All of that is to say my opinions and my ideas are not the universal guide by which everybody ought to do something. But I would recommend that it provi they provide a good countermeasure to the current zeitgeist, and they provide an interesting counterbalance to those of you who might not live in that environment or who might not have considered them. And I, it is why I consider this valuable. It's why I felt more or less obliged to, to give you this, this opportunity to hear a different voice in the midst of your quarantine, to hear somebody speaking something a little bit different, or just to confirm you that, that perhaps you're not alone in, that, uh, in what you believe. Either way, I think it's a valuable resource. That's why I do it, and I find it valuable for myself at the very least. So what does that have to do with the quarantine? Well, it has to do with this. There are many people who may not be comfortable with the environment they're currently in. They're having to sit back and, and do nothing for a while. They're having to sit and, and interact in an environment that they don't usually spend a lot of time in. They're, they're not able to do the things that they want to do. They're not able to see the people they want to see. That pressure is the perfect opportunity to grow and observe and learn something different, to learn something new. And it will happen whether you like it or not because we're going to be stuck here together. All of us are going to be stuck for a good little while. We're all going to feel the effects of this on whether it's the economy or whether it's a family member or a friend who gets ill and is taken out of commission. We're all getting affected by this, by this uh, quarantine, right? And the quarantine more than the virus. The quarantine is what's actually affecting us. So let's, let's ask ourselves the simple question, what would you be willing to keep from these days of pestilence? What good things, what good habits are going to develop in the midst of this struggle, this quarantine, this viral outbreak? It's something we're looking at as a nation. What patterns of supply chains and uh, trade could we use to prevent such instances happening in the future? It's something we're looking at as communities, as, as churches. You know, you have a lot of churches who are live streaming things now that they will be able to do that in the future for maybe homebound residents. There's no reason to stop that. And so that's something that we, we're finding, this sudden pressure, because this, this is what a free market is, is good for. There's a sudden pressure and somebody finds a solution because they need to find a solution because they have to find a solution or else they suffer. So you have a lot of people who are suddenly trying to find an answer to a problem they never had to face. And those solutions don't disappear. So you, listener, what are you doing differently now? What changes are you making to your life that allow you to be at ease in these times of distress? What things are you listening to or absorbing? What content are you taking in? What content are you not taking in? What things are you, you watching, right? Because I know, uh, for example, sports have been canceled. There's a lot of people who have to find something else to do with themselves. I would not be surprised if sporting uh, attendance stays low. Or no, 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 no. Sporting viewing stays low and attendance goes up. 
Right? When people get out of quarantine, they're going to want to go to sporting events, but they might not want to watch it on TV. You never know. I don't know. But they might find other alternatives, right? Uh, the board game industry is probably doing pretty well, and I think people are going to realize that they like playing board games. I think people are going to realize that they like spending time with people that they, they care about. And they like talking to people they care they care about. And I think people are going to recognize the values of communities, recognize the values of peace, recognize the values of a simple life. I was speaking with friends recently and talking about how a lot of my ideas, a lot of my thoughts come from the fact that I grew up with parents who were forced to be limited, right? We came from a, a low-income household. And as a result, a low, with, with some very, very independent-minded people. So how do you handle that mess? How do you give people meaningful experiences? How do you ensure that you can raise people properly when your resources are more limited? Well, you have to think about what actually provides value. And that that right there is why is 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 why I I am never going to be able to be thankful enough for what my parents did for me, and why I want to spread it on, because they had to do it right, to do it right. They had to to think about it. They had to work hard to get that right. And it's not saying your parents didn't work hard. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. But they may might not have had the same limitations as my parents. They might have had more. Don't get me wrong. They might have had more. You, your particular family has had to deal with certain specific issues, as did mine. So what am I doing? I am sharing those. I'm going to tell you. It is better to, to take your kids out hiking. It's better to go out into the wilderness, to take them on a 12-mile hike when their tonsils are inflated and they barely know, can, can handle it and push them, right? Young men, you know, if you get the opportunity to have kids, push them, right? It's good. Challenge them beyond what they're able to do and be willing to support them when, when, the, when the struggles come up. Be, be available for them and, and consider that maybe it's okay if you don't, well, if you don't have your full TV subscription because maybe it doesn't matter. Or if your internet's a little bit slower. Or if maybe you eat in a little bit more because it's cheaper and that allows you not to go to Disney World but to actually go take your kids and to see your grandparents because maybe you don't have to see them every week because maybe you can't because you had to take a job somewhere else, right? There's, there's, a, there's a lot of things involved in that thing that I just said. And frankly, I probably should have broken it up. But I didn't because there's a lot of differences between us, between the, the different people here in, in our experiences, in, in what we know, in what we value. And the beauty of what we have in this this time of chaos, this time of fear and panic and pandemic, the beautiful thing that we have going for us is we have time to sit down and think about it, to be quiet and, and meditative. And it's beautifully timed, too, to happen at the same time as Lent. And I believe that we are going to get the vaccine by sometime around Easter, right? Don't hear, I'm not prophesying, right? Don't hear me saying that. But just from the the financial pressures that are going to be in place, I think we're going to have some temporary solutions by Easter that will allow us to return to business as usual. And so here's my question. Given what you've experienced so far, 
given the way that you've changed your life, given the things that you've been able to observe, do you, are you sure that you want to return to business as usual? Or would you be willing to maybe take the quarantine and learn how to do something a little bit differently? I'll talk to you probably Wednesday or Thursday, but until then, uh, stay safe and God bless.